So I think you guys are going to agree. We don't really have a problem losing weight as a society, although it's no easy task. We don't have a problem with that, though. We have a problem with keeping it off. right? We have a problem with the sustainability aspect of the formula that is radical physique transformation. So that's what I want to focus on here today in this podcast episode. So we're going to talk about sustainable fat loss, and I'm basically going to give you guys the one thing that you need to include if you are serious about sustainability. So without further ado, here is the podcast episode about sustainable fat loss. All right, so if you followed the serious fitness circles for any length of time, you've probably heard the following. Even if you follow my content, I've said this just a bunch, right? Losing weight is not the problem. It's keeping the weight off. Can you lose the weight is not really the question that we need to be asking ourselves. It's can you keep it off, right? That is the primary question that we need to be asking ourselves. I mean, full throttle fat loss, right? My whole digital course that is centered around fat loss basically has this as the tagline, right? The sustainability of fat loss. Of course, you guys can find full throttle linked to down in the show notes if you have a strong hankering to spend some internet money today. That would be terrific. But either way, I mean, this is it, right? Losing five pounds. We're good at that. Losing 10 pounds. We're pretty good at that. Losing 20 pounds, that gets a little gets a little sticky, right? Gets a little slippery. But man, that's very, very doable. And it's just not that big of a deal. But keeping five or 10 or 20 pounds off, that's very difficult. Especially in the Western world, where tasty, delicious farbs are within arm's reach, 25-8, right? They are always around. We do not have to go very far indeed. Oftentimes, we don't have to go anywhere, and we can find, you know, some Pop-Tarts or some Pop-Tarts, right? We can find so many different things. There's nothing other than Pop-Tarts, obviously, that you should be focused on when you are in search of a delicious farb or two or a hundred. But either way, I think we all don't want to just lose the weight. We want to keep it off, right? We're all not interested in just losing the 5, the 10, the 15, the 20, the 25 pounds and then rebounding back super, super hard. And, you know, the first part of my bodybuilding career, this is what I did. This was the life that I led, right? Where I always gained it all back and looked like I didn't train at all, right? Looked like I had never even seen a weight before in my life. And so I, 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 I ran this yo-yo scheme, this yo-yo system, right? I, I frequently would mix up yo-yo and yo-lo, and it left me with yo-yoing more than yo-loing. But either way, I know this really, really well. But this is not what we want to do. I bet you this is not what you want to do. And so we would all like our work not to go to waste. Like we would all like to be able to sustain you know, any shreds that we might be able to pick up, right? Any any status that we might be able to gain in Shredsville, even if we're just the janitor. It's like, man, I would really like to maintain that job, right? Moving forward. I don't want to get kicked out of Shredsville and then I got to fight my way back in, right? That's never, never fun. Okay. So, how do we accomplish that? Well, that's what I want to focus on here today. All right, so here is a basic structure that I think is going to work really well for a lot of people. If you guys hang with me for the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to give you guys some really, really practical strategies that you can start to employ 
when it comes to your nutrition right away that can help you get on the pathway forward to sustainable fat loss. This is very similar to what I do myself. This is very similar to what I have all the athletes inside of Full Throttle doing because honestly, it just works really, really, really well. So you want to have a, a, a main core in place, right? You want to have a very similar menu that you might follow most or all days. Now this could be, you know, this could manifest itself a number of different ways. It could be having the same breakfast every day. It could be having similar lunches every day. It could be, you know, rotating out your dinners so that you can eat with your family or whatever, right? You want to have some core structure in place to your daily nutrition to where, you know, a lot of it is kind of fixed, right? A lot of it is very similar from one day to the next, but you allow some built-in flexibility. You allow the ability, the opportunity to, you know, to weave in some different selves, uh, some different selves, some different things yourself. So this is going to manifest itself in different ways, right? And you can, you know, you can be creative with the solution that fits your own personal situation. But the core principle is this, most of what you eat, like 75, 80% of what you eat, you don't have to think too much. You don't have to decide too much. They're foods that you enjoy. They're already foods that you look forward to eating. They're highly nutritious. And of course, they're fairly easy to log and track because, you know, they're already pre-populated in your MyFitnessPal or you're just very, you know, used to the macro breakdowns of these foods and it just makes things a whole lot easier for you because... The thought that you invest, it requires effort. The thought that you have to invest in constantly figuring out, you know, the calorie breakdown, the macro breakdown, the protein distribution, the carbohydrates, the fats, the whatevers, right? From brand new foods, it's really, really difficult to do. And it can easily lead to decision fatigue, which, you know, at some point is going to wear you down. At some point, this is going to take a toll on your body, on your mind, on your your mood, your state of being, right? It's absolutely going to do that. So we can lessen that decision fatigue by streamlining most of the process, by pre-planning most of the process so we don't really have to worry about it. It just makes everything so much easier, right? It just makes everything so much simpler because, you know, you're like, okay, like, you know, my, my breakfast, like take me for example, my breakfast almost every single morning, Monday through Friday. The weekends are a little bit different. But Monday through Friday on a training day when I'm getting ready to go to the gym, I train in the mornings. I know that my breakfast is going to be a protein shake and some fruit. Now, I'll mix it up with the fruit. Sometimes it's bananas. Sometimes it's strawberries. Sometimes blueberries. Sometimes it's a combination of them all, right? Just to add a little bit of variety there, right? It doesn't have to be exactly the same every morning if I didn't want it to be. But it's pretty much the same. And it makes, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, go through that decision, pro, that decision-making process that's going to, you know, lead to the fatigue with constantly having to make decisions and constantly having to make choices, right? Alongside all the other decisions and choices I make throughout the day in my, you know, normal life. And so by having this, right, I get my day started off the way that I want it to be started off. I'm fueled up for my training session. I feel really good and I have figured out exactly how much I want to eat so I don't have to worry about you know, eating too much, eating too little. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to train. And my nutrition is off to a great start for the day. And so, 
you know, for you, it could be your morning meal. It could be your lunch meal. It could be whatever, right? But a couple of times, you know, during the day, whether it be your breakfast or your lunch at work or whatever, right? You want to streamline the process. And, you know, lunch at work is always a tricky thing, right? I mean, it's August 2020, so I don't know that anybody's even going back to work because of the coronavirus. But, but let's say theoretically we might. That's always tricky, right? That's always hard because you want to eat with your coworkers and there's a lot of, let's call them suboptimal choices that might be around you. And so, you know, if fitness is really important to you and if physique change is, is high on your list of priorities, then you just have to be really intentional about what you want to do. It doesn't mean you can't eat with your coworkers. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy some food with them, but you just have to be really intentional. You just have to be super, super intentional with what, with what you do here. And so... By streamlining the process like this, right? By having this core structure in place, you are able to eliminate a lot of that decision fatigue. And you're, you're able to avoid a lot of, you know, the, these, these things that will slowly and surely grind you down over time. It may not happen right away, but it's going to happen eventually. And it's going to grind you down into dust. And then you're going to snap. That's what has happened to me many times in the past. And that's what I have seen happen to many other people. And so by, uh, by having this core structure in place, I think it sets us up for success when it comes to sustainable fat loss. So that's the first thing that I want to bring up here today. All right, so do yourself a solid, right? Streamline 80% of your process, and it's going to make executing very, very simple. But here's the key, the absolute key. It will not work without this. You don't want that to be 100%, at least not all the time, or even most of the time. There is a time and a place, right, to put a fixed meal plan, you know, in front of you, to execute on a fixed meal plan where you're eating the same thing all the time, you know, protein shake for breakfast, chicken and sweet potato for lunch. You just run that over and over and over again, and, you know, it's attractive. It's appealing because you might be thinking about this. You're thinking, Jim, yeah, I'm going to take that decision fatigue down to zero, bro. Like, I don't want to have to think about this at all. And I've done this for many, many years. I did this for basically the first part of my bodybuilding career. You need to be careful with that. You need to be very careful with that because there is a very good chance. I'd put it pretty close to 100% for a lot of people at some point, if you do it long enough, where you are going to, you're going to develop a really poor relationship with food. You are going to feel like the only way to get shredded is to eat chicken and sweet potato for lunch. The only way to get super lean is to eat chicken, broccoli, and rice for dinner, right? The only way to have the physique that you want is to eat, you know, 96.4 beef, so basically cardboard, at night with asparagus. That's the only way, right? You're going to kind of very silently reinforce that model in your head because what's going to happen is you are going to get shredded. You are going to get really, really lean if you follow that, that plan. Right, you are going to, you know, start to see your body change very drastically, very quickly if you're if you're disciplined. So you will be reinforcing the notion that you believe that this is the way it should be done. You know, maybe not that this is the only way that it can be done, which you might feel that way too. But even if you don't feel that way, you'll probably believe that this is the way that it should be done. I know this from firsthand experience. The problem is, it's not sustainable. The problem is you're going to snap. The problem is you're going to rebound very, very hard. 
at some point. And to go even a little bit further, it's not sustainable in two ways. So the first way, most people can't eat like that, 95% plus. I consider myself to be a pretty disciplined guy, especially in my earlier years, like back when I was single, I was in college and, you know, all those things. But now I've got a wife, I've got kids, got three kids, right? I don't know that I could do that. I don't, well, I know that I don't want to do that, but I don't even know if I could if I wanted to try. Like, if I really wanted to have a fixed meal plan where it was the same every single day, I don't even know that it would be possible for me to do that. I don't know that I could execute on that plan right now for a long period of time. For a couple of weeks, of course, right? And sometimes when I'm near the end of a bodybuilding crap, that is what I do for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about sustainability in the long term. I'm talking about you're having a nutritional strategy that you are not only using to get shredded, but to stay shredded. That you are not only using to earn citizenship in Shredsville, but to maintain citizenship in Shredsville, right? That's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on what will not only get you there, but keep you there. What will not only lose the weight, but keep the weight off. Because I think that is the most important part that a lot of people are missing. That a lot of people are failing to connect and they're failing to appreciate and they're failing to plan for. I think a lot of people appreciate it, honestly. They're like, yeah, I really do appreciate that I really wish I could do that. I think a lot of people are just not, they're not planning for it. They're so focused on what's happening now that they're like, nah, I don't care, right? I just want to do, I can't even tell you guys how many times I've heard this. I just want to lose the weight. I'll figure it out later on. No, you won't. You're not figuring anything out, right? You're going to silently reinforce this notion that this is the way that you need to eat to have the body that you want, to have the physique that you've been working towards. And so, once you get to the other side of that, you're going to be completely lost. You're going to be just wandering around with no direction. You're going to be waffling between, all right, do I keep eating like that, chicken, broccoli, and rice every day, or do I do I break free and have a little bit of variety in my life? You won't even be ready for that. You're not equipped to do that. You don't have any experience. You haven't had enough exposure. And so because of those things, right, you need to be aware of this now. So the first reason why this is not sustainable is I just don't think that it's a practical solution for a lot of people that have families, have jobs, have friends, right? Have a life outside the gym, you know, which is sad to admit, but I think a lot of us do have life outside the gym. It'd be, it'd be amazing if we could only have our lives inside the gym. That'd be terrific. But sadly, we have to do things outside the gym to survive. But the first reason is it's not practical. It's not practical to only do those things. The second reason why it's not sustainable to do this in the long term. And this meaning 100% of everything you do being pre-planned. It's not enjoyable. You are really sucking the joy out of life, right? You're really, really just diminishing a lot of the fun that can be found in this life. I mean, God put us you know, here on this earth and he gave us food to enjoy. He gave us food to nourish our bodies, of course. He gave us food to be healthy, of course, and to sustain us. But he also gave us food to enjoy. He wants us to enjoy, you know, the different foods that he effectively created for us, that he made available to us. And so, you know, you don't need to eat chicken, broccoli, and rice every meal to get shredded. If you do, you probably will, right? You pr it probably will lead you down that path. But you don't have to. It's unnecessary to think that you do. You can get as shredded as you want to get eating the occasional Pop-Tart pop or pancake or sandwich or toaster strudel 
or waffle or you can see I love breakfast foods or whatever, right? <laughs> you can do this a myriad of different ways, right? Obviously, without going down the rabbit hole, macros are the answer, understanding caloric intake and all those things. But you guys already know that. If you've listened to any of my other content, like you know where I, where I, where I stand on that. But I just want to be very, very clear that you can absolutely have whatever physique you want if you institute more planning, more flexibility. And I would say, to go one step further, if you are serious about this being sustainable, this has to be a requirement. The flexibility has to be there. Right? In fact, I mean, in Full Throttle Fat Loss, my full digital course that is linked to down in the show notes, of course, you, well, not you, unless you're in the course, the athletes that are in the course, let's go with that. The athletes that are in the course, I make them eat bad foods. If they follow the protocols, right, which, you know, people do whatever they want to do, but inside the protocols, the athletes have to eat bad, right, bad foods by like week seven, right? Like we start things off with a fixed meal plan to kind of get things going, right, for the first four, five, six weeks. Again, I think there's a time and a place for this, and I love doing it at the very beginning of a new shred season. Hey, let's get things going. Let's get the scale moving south. Let's build up some motivation. I love it. But very quickly, we start to introduce that flexibility. Very quickly, we start to build up, you know, a relationship with bad foods. Because I know, right, having done this for nearly two decades now, and having been on both sides of the fence, that if you're serious about sustainability, this has to be a part of what you do. Otherwise, the first time you sit down at an Asian buffet, it's over. It is game over, you're not going to make it. It's going to be the beginning of the end for you and your status in Shredsville. Okay, so flexibility is the key. You absolutely have to leave room for meals, snacks, whatevers, right, that don't necessarily fit the model that you might have for healthy food, right? Why? Because again, you're not a robot. You're a person, right? You're a human. We are not machines, now, you can do this one of two ways. You can do the flexibility part. You can kind of have, you know, pre-planned flexibility. It sounds like it might be a bit of an oxymoron, but it's not because I'll, I'll, I'll flesh out what I mean here in a second. You can have pre-planned flexibility or you can have more spontaneous flexibility. And to give you guys some super practical, you know, tips and strategies for how to implement this, here is how you kind of figure out which one might be better for you. If you are at the very beginning of a season where you're trying to alter your physique. So you're at the very beginning of a new shred season, you're at the very beginning of you know competition prep, or just some kind of serious phase where you're like, all right, this is it, I'm ready, I've got all my ducks in a row, I'm very serious about it, I'm committed, right, and I wanna get there, right? We've all said that to ourselves many, many times, but let's say that this time, you know, it's really the truth. And I'm guilty of this just as much as you might be guilty of this. So I'm not pointing any fingers at you, I do this all the time myself. Well, let's say like this is really it, right? Like you're going to really do it. Okay. Well, what you might want to do then is honestly have some pre-planned flexibility to where you're intentional about the flexibility. You know when it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, two dinners a week or it's going to be every Wednesday or it's going to be, I mean, whatever, right? Again, use your own, you know, personal creativity to figure out how this fits into your life and your circumstances right now. But you kind of have a little bit, it's a little bit more pre-planned. And I think that this is more effective because... You want to have a handle on your nutrition. 
you want to have a handle on the numbers. You want to have a handle on your macros. You want to have a handle on how you're fueling your body because it is so important for you to, you know, be in or around. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be perfect, but to be around the caloric deficit that you're going for. That way you you can achieve consistent, predictable progress. Right? I think it's it's absolutely critical that you do this. And so this is one of the mistakes I see a lot of people make is that they don't have a real definitive plan for what they're trying to accomplish with their nutrition. And so as a result, they just kind of, you know, they just kind of waffle. They just kind of bounce back and forth. They kind of oscillate around seeing a little bit of progress here and no progress there. Right? Seeing the scale go down a little bit here and then way back up, you know, the next week or the next day or whatever. And I think one way to avoid that, one way to circumvent that issue is to have you know, more planned flexibility in the beginning. So in the beginning, right, you have, you know, 80 to 85% or 75%, it's planned out. There's really not a ton of flexibility there. There may be some flexibility in the food choices, again, like what I do with my fruit, but generally speaking, you've got that stuff nailed down shut. It's the other 20%. You also kind of plan that out a little bit. Just plan out when it's going to happen. You don't have to plan out exactly where it's going to be because that kind of, you know, eliminates... That kind of um, defeats the the purpose at least a little bit. But you might want to have an idea like, all right, it's going to be dinner with my wife, with my kids on Wednesday night. It's going to be breakfast with, you know, the boys on Saturday morning. It's going to be, you know, snacks with my small group on Sunday evening, whatever, right? I mean, again, it, it's going to be different for everybody. But when you're really trying to alter your physique and you're very serious about it, I think it's it's better to have kind of some planned flexibility. But what if you're transitioning into a different season? So what if, you know, your physique is going to be more or less maintained for some period of time? Or, of course, you're even, you know, allowing yourself to maybe gain a little bit of weight, to gain a little bit of body fat because you also want to build muscle alongside that. I think either one of those scenarios, right, you're coming out of a shred season, your body weight is stabilizing, you're looking to hang around where you are now, you're looking to go up a little bit or potentially even down a little bit, but effectively pretty stable from one you know, week to the next, one month to the next, and you're just in a season where you're focused probably more on performance. You're focused probably more on building your physique, not necessarily cutting up your physique and getting super lean. You're kind of focused on the muscle building aspect of, you know, bodybuilding, whether it be, you know, competitively or recreationally. I think here, the spontaneous flexibility is going to be a perfect fit for you. So here now, you kind of break away from a lot of it, right? To where you probably still have some fixed core in place. I personally just think that that really fits well for most people. Right? I have known some people that have been flexible. They're flexible all the time, and they have success doing it that way. You can, right? But remember, you know, you can run into that decision fatigue, and it's real, and it can grind you down to pieces over a series of weeks and months and you know uh, quarters and years and whatever. Right? I don't think that's going to be the best fit for most people. I think having some some core structure in place all the time really makes a lot of sense. Now here, maybe you have less of it. Maybe it's not 75%. Maybe it's only 50% or whatever. Again, use your own creative juices here, right? Use something that's going to make sense for you and is going to fit with your situation. But I think here you also have some spontaneous flexibility. Hey, you know, your father-in-law wants to take you to lunch. Go to lunch, right? You know what to do, right? You know how to make good choices. You don't have to have your food scale with you. I mean, of course you should, have your food skill with you, but just in case you forget it, it's okay. You'll survive, right? You can still make good choices, right? Your wife wants to make you an amazing dinner because it's your birthday. Let her make you an amazing dinner because it's your birthday, 
Right? So as you can see, the examples go on and on and on. And so here is a good example of where spontaneous flexibility really, really comes into play. And I think this is critical, right? The whole flexibility aspect. Whether it be spontaneous or whether it be planned, it is absolutely critical. It is the linchpin to sustainable fat loss. To kind of bring this whole thing full circle and to wrap up the podcast today, this is the one thing that I think a lot of people miss, that a lot of people fail to take into account, the flexibility aspect. They really view it as being all or nothing. They really view getting in shape as really being black or white, on or off, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm dieting, I'm inside of a shred season. I'm trying to get cut. I'm trying to get lean. I'm trying to do all that. The switch is on. Well, what does it mean if the switch is on? I can't have pizza. I can't have cookies. I can't have Asian food. I can't have any of those things. Okay, fair enough. What happens when you reach your goal? You naturally turn the switch off. Nobody can have it on nonstop, 24-7, 365 days a year. You can't do that, right? You turn the switch off. What happens when the switch goes off? Now, all of a sudden... All those, all those, you know, forbidden fruits, all the forbidden fruitness of these foods that you have avoided, they all come bubbling up to the surface. And so cookies and pizza and lasagna and Olive Garden breadsticks and the tour of Italy, right? All these things start coming to the forefront. And the next thing you know, you don't know how to handle them. You're not equipped. You're not equipped to handle. And so you end up rebounding really quickly. And then psychologically, that does a number on you. So what do you do? You eat more because you feel bad. And, you know, I've done this, man. I've done this for many, many, many years. And one of the things that finally allowed me to get over to the other side to where I was able to maintain, you know, some reasonable amount of leanness in the offseason, right? It's still not super lean by the standard definition of being super lean. But based on where my body wants to go, for those of you that know my childhood, I consider this to be reasonably lean. I'm, you know, I'm maybe only a street sweeper in Shredsville, but hey, I'm in the discussion, right? I'm, I'm in the city. The only way that that was ever able to happen for me was when I started to introduce flexibility into my diet, was when I started to introduce, you know, bad foods into my diet on a regular basis, and I was intentional about it, and I was very thoughtful about it, and I made it a point to include these things. It's still something I've, I have to remind myself to do all the time because I will fall into my old ways, my old habits of just having everything fixed because I know that it works and I know that it works really, really well. But I save that for only certain times and certain seasons. And most of the other time, there's a lot more flexibility baked in. So if you are serious about sustainable fat loss, then flexibility needs to be at the center of what you're doing. All right, guys, so that is it today. There is the key or the keys to sustainable fat loss. I really think it was only one, the uh, the flexibility piece. But hopefully that gave you guys a little something, man. Gave you guys a little bit of value today. I am just so, just so, so humble that you guys take the time and the, the energy to invest in my content. It really, really, truly means the world to me. If you guys wanted to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you happen to be watching this or listening to this, that would be amazing. If you are on livefcubed.com and you're checking this out, then hey, mosey on over, check out some other content, the blog articles, the videos, the other podcast episodes, whatever. Grab the free resources, you know, the fat loss formula, the cardio plan, the mystery behind motivation, you know, my competition uh, prep training logs from 2017 when I was fortunate enough to snag the novice title. Check out all those guys. They're all totally free and they're there to help you guys out. So, uh, so that's it. That's all I have for you guys today. Uh, I really hope you guys got a little something from it and, uh, I'll see you guys next week.